I, I kind of saw you in a vat, and there was fire under the vat, and there was a stirring going on, and there was some real difficult, just some real difficult things that you're going through and experiencing, and I just want you to know you're going to be okay. Does that make sense? You're going to be okay. You are going to be okay. Um, I have a lifelong friend, 30, 29, 29 years here this morning and his beautiful family. Uh, and I want Dean come. I'm going to put you on the spot. I promise you I'll stay right here with you. I'll stay right here with you. And we'll talk together. Um, 29 years ago, gave his heart to the Lord, he and Debbie, and their beautiful, beautiful family. You are fruit of this house and have been faithful to the Lord all these years. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, through, through, through a death, you guys came to know the Lord. Was it at the funeral or was it a service? Kind of share that a little bit and, and just, just testify a little bit. Well, the fruit of Lilith is uh, Brenda. Brenda. Got us started here. And so we come here for about, uh, I don't know how long, long a time. long time. Yeah. And I so tried to run you off so many times. I really got <laughs> blessed here, yeah. Hank always tried to run us off the first day we got here, but he didn't convince, so we've done it. He's stayed with him. So, uh, so I was just uh, blessed to be here. So her death was a wake-up call. When we lost her, it touched your heart. You decided, yes, I'm going to serve yes. she my didn't family. Yes, she invited us here a lot. Yes. So we didn't have to come here. So after she passed away, we came. So her fruit is still. Yeah, yeah it's still, still working. And beautiful family. Introduce your family. Have a wave as you well, introduce them. we got Michael back there, my yes, son. Absolutely. And Kenneth, he, he's, in, he's away from me. He's up out of town. So that's Jada, my granddaughter. And she loves you. Yeah. And she's in, she's in the Remington, like you were speaking. She's in the Remington. And that's a Jada. Is that your other that's daughter? That's Jada. That's, that's my daughter. That's my wife. Oh, I thought that, that was your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever she's doing, yeah. you and I need to do. Whatever she's eating or, I mean, she's right. like a teeny, teeny box of revolver back there. Right, she right. But really, she liked it. I ate it all up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad that I went here. I really am because I really got a blessing here, and it really picked me up good. So I really enjoyed going here. I, I've done a little bit of everything, I guess, here. Went and, uh, build this thing up. During the worship, I felt like that God kind of put his hand on Jada's heart and touched her. I don't know if yeah. you saw that or not, but I felt like I felt like the Lord Jesus uh, taking a picture. Hi, Jada. Yeah. A picture. Uh, <laughs> Jada, did something happen in the praise and worship? Do you feel like the Lord touched you? What, what did you feel? I saw you. What, what did God do? <laughs> it doesn't matter where you sit. You're not safe. What a beautiful family. Yeah. Thank we you. love, we Thank love you. Deb, and we we like you. We love. And Deb. I wish I could say more, but I ain't no talker. You know that. He did good. I'm you a doer, but I ain't no talker. <laughs> Give him a hand. <laughs> yeah, God bless you. This is a uh, lifelong friend of my dad. My dad, and he would go over and love on dad, and they had a a wonderful time of celebration. Uh, dad sends his greeting. He's still in Florida. Got a suntan. Jimmy bought him a thing that sets in the pool so he can do his Dr Pepper and. And not commit, and uh, he was bragging on a suntan. Uh, Skyler's not here today. I gave her too much chocolate last night. I wasn't paying attention. I gave her too much chocolate. I do need to make you aware uh, 
a week ago Thursday, uh, Hot Rod was involved in a horrific accident. He actually uh, hit a telephone pole head-on, and it actually ripped the car in two. The car was completely, there was nothing, the motor was trashed, the body was trashed, the tires were trashed, and uh, he had internal bleeding. He broke all the ribs on this side, broke his femur, and splint his shin. And uh, I got a report this morning that he is walking. He's walking. They've moved him out of trauma into a room. And he got up today and, and walking. I've been going every day just trying to love on him. And he's really a big baby. And you've heard, the, you've heard the story that when he wrecked, Tony was right behind him. And when he wrecked, the first thing he asked for was his pastor. Where's my pastor? I want my pastor here. Where's my pastor? And that's a new convert. The older you get, the less you need me. But the new converts have a pastor they can depend upon. Uh, Brother Terry, what's, what's God saying? Well, come on. Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Come on. He's bold with two beautiful children. We've done good, haven't we? We did good. God has blessed us with beautiful children. And they're going to sing this morning a duet. You guys... Look at your son's face like, oh my, he's really going to call me up and have me sing. We, we got to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> Bless the Lord, church. Amen. Uh, what the Lord is saying or what I just hear is, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. There is no place that I'd rather be than in the house of the Lord. Amen. And I'm just so glad to be here today. There could be a lot of other places that I could have been. A lot of other places that I maybe should have been, but by the grace of God, I'm here. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Terry. God is, God is faithful. Uh, Josh, I want to be obedient. Did you tell the Lord this week that if you got a chance to share it, you would? <laughs> you got something burning in your heart and spirit just got to get off your chest? Okay, you're good. Okay, so maybe next week you'll have something burning. Can't have your chest. If you have a weapon with you this morning, uh, I'd like for you to go to Matthew, the 25th chapter. And I do want to make you aware that there has been a phenomenal miracle, a rebuke of cancer uh, to a part of this church body. And I will not I will not embarrass or share. That's theirs to share. But uh, the doctor's report, Gene, was completely flipped, completely flipped. And we thank, you know, we thank God for doctors, but doctors produce facts. Facts change. Truth does not. The word says that if there's any sick among you, let him call on the elders of the church and pray. And the, and, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. We believe that we are a full gospel church. We believe in miracles. We believe in restoration. We believe in healing. And we thank God for that. So let your, let your faith be built. Let your faith be encouraged that God is answering prayer. For a few minutes this morning, and I promise it will be just a few, I wanted to talk a little bit about gifts. I want to talk a little bit about gifts. And as I talk about gifts, I have a $20 bill. This is my $20. This is mine. And I'm going to give it to the first person that comes up and takes it out of my hand. I'm going to give this $20. For his, for his stature, I didn't know he could move that fast. <laughs> he was gone. He was gone. The, the joys of sitting on the front row. There are, there are rewards not only get spat upon, 
by the minister, but uh, you're, you're quick to respond. That was my 20, and uh, I could have given it to anybody I wanted to give it to, but this morning I wanted impromptu. I wanted you to see that uh, God has some things for you that he wants to give you. God has some things for you um, that he wants to give you. Um, twice this year, uh, I have uh, had a week where um, I completely felt desolated, isolated, alone, and mad. Uh, this past week, we were able to rent Courtney's house. So we had the uh, responsibility this week of packing up everything and uh, putting it in a uh, storage unit. And there are so many miracles concerning uh, her finances, and I'll let her share so many things that God has done for her. But the, uh, the storage unit was $145 a month. My banker, who owns several, let her have it for 65 And then I shared with you the miracle of her car. And then one of the loved ones offered to pay the 65 And so the Lord has just, uh, just been watching over Courtney. But um, last night, um, I sat in, in, my, in my chair and uh, I had a tackle box that I'd given Angel, and so I started going through the lures and just started reminiscing. And, and this morning, because of uh, the Suburban being full, and I've got to empty it right after church, I had to get up and go to um, the storage unit I have, and I was putting some, putting some things of uh, angels away. And I just, had, I, just had, I just had one of those moments where you just kind of feel overwhelmed. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever felt that. And uh, and I and I was pr- I was by myself and I was praying, and I said uh, I said God I said I really I really don't feel like this is fair I really I just don't feel like all of this is fair, and uh, the second time that God nudged me, and he said uh, he said Hank, he said I'm still mourning the loss of my son. I felt God say that I'm still mourning. He said, but what's this? By giving my son. I got you. And then I really got overwhelmed. And I felt better. But then I asked the question, was I worth it? God gave us two things, grace, the acronym God's riches at Christ's expense. God gave us grace, and God gave us his son. We are a church that believes in sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting. And we take that concept from the very first of the word of God, where God wanted a family. God had his son. God wanted a family. So God sowed his son and reaped us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Not just life in that realm that we call heaven, but life now. The, the Bible says he come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He is a good God, and he is worthy of our praise. Uh, I was in the, host- I was in the uh, bank this week, and I don't, even know how the, I don't even know how the door opened, but the two tellers began to talk to me, and they had seen uh, Ange- uh, Courtney's post on Facebook, and then one of them recognized me from almost 20 years ago, and I got to share. I got to share the story of of just his interaction in our life and his faithfulness to the youth and his family. And uh, the teller asked me a question. She said, well, how are you doing with all that? 
I said, well, I'm still doing. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still seeking. I'm still searching. I, I want clarity. I want, I want God's direction, God's wisdom. But uh, I have learned it ain't over until it's over. And uh, still, you know, four weeks, eight weeks later, people are talking about Angel and his life and his destiny and how they prayed for him. And uh, if, if his death caused many to turn back to prayer uh, as the death of Brenda brought your family to the Lord, then we honor that. We cherish that and we submit. And when she asked me how, how I was doing, I said, well, I said, I went out in the woods and God and I had a talk. I said, I'm thinking it. He knows what I think. I may as well speak it out loud. And uh, we, we had a talk, and I said, uh, I'm still sorting it out. I'm still walking it through. But uh, I only have one option in life, only one, and that's trust. And you've got to trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And uh, God has been precious. God has been with me every day. But when he told me today that he sowed his son to get me, I got to thinking that wasn't a, a very good trade. And I got to thinking, well, what? And there's, a, there's an old song that says, what have you done for him lately? I don't know. Anybody remember that song? What have you done for him lately? And I just got to reflecting about the church and the part of the church. And I wonder what kind of church would Church of the Harvest be if every member were just like me? And I got to thinking, what kind of finances would Church of the Harvest have if every financer were just like me? And I just got to thinking about life, got to thinking about where we're at, where we're going. Uh, I am approaching 39 uh, for the second time. And, uh, you know, when you, when you turn 50, things start falling off, over, done, under. And you, be, you start lying about your age, you start lying about how many push-ups you do and lying about how many hours you hit, you hit the gym. But at the age of 62, as I begin to reflect upon my life, you know, you question yourself and say, am I doing all God wants me to do? Am I being all that God wants me to be? Am I accomplishing all that God wants me to accomplish? Or am I like that hamster on a wheel with a mouthful of food that I can't chew, going around and around and around and accomplishing nothing? And with those reflections yesterday and today, I felt like the Lord gave me Matthew 25 and 15. Verse 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that received two talents, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, 
reaping where there has not sown and gathering where there has not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid the talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast not straw. I'm sorry, there, let me back up. Lo, here is that which is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reapest where I sowed not and gather where I had not strawn. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury, with interest. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. I'm going to be very careful what I say. Everyone in this room and everyone listening by podcast, God has been given, God has given you at least one talent. He has given you something that is so, so unique and so needed in the body of Christ. Now, there are five talent guys. Uh, Marcus Lamb is a five talent guy. Uh, Perry Stone is a five talent guy. Jensen Franklin is a five talent guy. Lemuel Miller is a five-talent guy. It seems like I'm surrounded by all these five-talent guys. Everything they touch is blessed. Everything they're involved in, it excels, and it does well. So I'm happy just to, this, this morning just to feel like I'm a two-talent guy. I mean, I have taken a little bit what God has given me, and I've tried to do something with it. I remember uh, 30 years ago, Pastor Ron and I were going to the same churches, that Perry and Jensen were going to. We were having the same revivals at those churches. But 30 years ago, God spoke to us and told us to come off the field, stop selling tapes, stop preaching, and pastor one of the greatest churches in the nation. Boy, that was weak. Well, that church was in Yakima, Washington, and we were there for about... (laughs) Let me say that again. Um, 30 years ago in... uh, Honorariums, Pastor Ron Ladd received $175,000. Sold over $100,000 worth of tapes in one year. A lot of tapes. We didn't take suitcases. We took crates. I remember went to Alaska one time and sold $7,500 worth of tapes, one revival. But God spoke to us in an eight-week revival. And in that eight-week revival, every, every night God began to bless and God began to grow and God began to minister and at the end of that eight-week revival, God said, I want you to birth a church. Uh, we didn't know what, what there would be. We had 500 decisions, an eight-week revival. That's a lot of decisions. And we sent them a postcard and told them that we'd be at the Holiday Inn. Uh, we didn't contact any members of that church. We contacted new believers. And on a Wednesday night, we had exactly 120 people. Exactly. Uh, how, how crazy is that? Because the, the, the upper room had 120. I just thought that was cool. I just thought that. And uh, since that day, we've hosted some of the greatest ministries in the world, have stood behind this pulpit, literally some of the greatest ministries in the world. And I think of two or three that are, are known sacrally. I, I think of uh, Phil Driscoll and the times he's been here, ministered and blessed, and all the ones that we've hosted and all the things that we have done. But this morning, in reflection as to God saying, well, I got you, you know, you do an inventory and think, well, Have I really done everything God wants me to do? Have I really been obedient? Have I really been sacrificial? And the good news is I still have another 30 years to work on that. Go ahead. I still have, um, I believe I'm I'm good for another 30 years. I'd like to see my my granddaughters married with kids and be a great grandpa. And there's things that 
Pastor Ron and I want to have a house with a white picket fence and a porch and two rocking chairs, and we're going to sit. Of course, she's a lot younger than me, so she'll probably have one of those glide uh, things, but I'll have a rocking chair while we're waiting for the great-grandkids to come over and eat all of our food and sleep in our bed and reflect to one another and say, God has been good to us. You know, when I think about gifts, I think about gift, obviously, that God gave us, his son, and God gave us grace. But I want you to look very quickly just for a moment, and I, ho I hope you enjoy the teaching this morning because I want to bring something to attention. And I'd like to go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, if I may. And if you're going to help me, David, verses 8 through, I believe, 12. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. I love the sound of Bibles turning. Where are we going? Oh, yeah, Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. There are three sets of gifts that I want to share with you this morning, and I can do it in 11 minutes. The first set of gifts is that I want to share with you is that God gave us his son. And you know what? That's all we need. That really is all we need. We are complete through Christ, and God gave us grace. Uh, grace is getting something we don't deserve. Mercy is not getting something we do deserve. And we thank God for applying grace and mercy. But the Bible says in the 8th chapter of Ephesians that before Jesus ascended into heaven, verse 8, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Jesus gave gifts unto men. Let's read on. Verse 11, and he gave some apostles, say that with me, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. And notice why he gave these gifts to the church, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So there's three things these gifts should be doing. These gifts should be perfecting us. These gifts should be teaching us how to minister and these gifts should be edifying us in the body of Christ. We are one body. If you'll take your hand, I want to teach you something this morning. I hope that you'll never forget, and it's called the five Gs. It's called the five Gs. We know those, those uh, blue, angel, blue angels, they operate about five Gs. I thought that was an interesting parallel, but five Gs. If you'll look at your thumb, and you'll call it an apostle. Go ahead, apostle. God has placed apostles in the body for government. Apostles are those who establish churches, come up with doctrine, come up with creed, and say, this is what we believe, this is what we teach, and this is what we, this is what we live. So apostles are given to the body of Christ to govern. Say that with me. Apostles, govern. If you go to your next finger, that's your pointing finger, and that's the ministry of the prophet. The prophet is the ministry that says, this is the way to go, walk ye in it. Years ago, there was a prophetic word to this body that said we would be speckled and spotted. There was a word to this body that said that whosoever is welcome, whosoever wants to come is welcome. I remember several years ago, and Pastor Connie can correct me if I'm, if I'm out of whack, but uh, they had a ministry in L.A.J., a church in the Restoration Center, and uh, somehow they connected with Perry, and Perry purchased a, a ministry home and they moved all their ministry, all their kids, all their tools, everything here. And in the, in the process of moving everybody here, uh, they asked Perry, said, well, what church should we go to? What church should we be a part of? And Perry said, Church of the Harvest is the church that, am I telling the truth? Church of the Harvest is the church you need to go to because they will, they will accept you just the way you are. 
And that was a prophetic word to us. That was a word that says that we are not going to get all hung up on stained glass windows. We're not going to get all come up on fancy pews, but we're going to create an environment that anybody that wants to come can come. And, uh, and I hope that we continue with that word. I hope we continue in that direction. So that's the ministry of the pastor. So what the, I'm sorry, the prophet. So what the prophet does, the prophet guides. There's your G. Say prophet, guide. What does the apostle do? Government. The other, this finger, got to be careful here. The longest finger on your hand represents I knew, I knew I was going to have a tough time. I, I, I said, no, I better not do that. I said, yeah, go ahead. Anyway, the longest finger on your hand is a ministry of the evangelist. And what the evangelist does is gather. He preaches. People get saved. So you've got the, the apostle, that, that government. You've got the prophet that guides. You've got the evangelist that gathers. The next, the next finger, which is the weakest finger, what is so crazy? All these fingers can stand by themselves Try, try without, try to, try to make your middle finger, this, this finger, stand by itself. How many, how many had a tough time? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Because that represents the ministry of the pastor. The pastor is the weakest finger on the hand. They say, I don't know if it's documented, they say that there's actually a vein from the, that finger that ties into the heart. And that's the ministry of the pastor. And what the pastor does is guard. Your pastor guard, he watches over you. He confronts any enemies. He tries to make sure there's no thieves. He tries to make sure that we're all operating and flowing and all that God has for us. And it really is it's the weakest finger on your hand because it's the most vulnerable. Are there ministries that come and go, but the ministry of a pastor remains. And every month, say that with me, every month, 1,500 pastors resign every month. 1,500 in America alone. That's not counting other play. And so that's the most vulnerable finger, the weakest finger in your hand. And then the last finger, that's the ministry of the teacher. And what the teacher does, it has ability to clear out your ears. The teacher is to ground, is, bring, is to bring doctrine, teach doctrine. And so the pastor is surrounded by the evangelist and the teacher. And what the teacher does is ground. So let's do it together. The, the apostle does what? Government. The prophet, the longest finger, evangelist says what? Gather the pastor and the little finger, teacher ground. So that's so you can look at your hand and you can see the ministry of the church. What happened there on the Sabbath, there was a guy brought to Jesus and he had a withered hand. And Jesus says, stretch forth thy hand. Then Jesus are t- talking about the church. So that's a type of shadow. So every time that you lift your hand in praise or you go to praise for somebody, you symbolically have the five gifts. These are the five things that Jesus gave to you. Now, if you go with me, did you enjoy that? There'll be a test next week. If you go with me to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and those of you that know your Bible, that's, that is the spiritual gift chapter. I want to sh- show you something today that God wants you to have. The ministry of the pastor or the ministry of the fivefold, Josh, is that when God established the church through the book of Leviticus, what God did, the, he addressed the 12 sons of Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons, as most of you know. And uh, Jacob, told, Jacob began to prophesy to the Levi, and God, and God told the Levi, he said, I don't want you to work. I don't want you to go out and till. I want you to take care of the needs of the people. 
And the way that you're going to be substantiated is that every one of the tribes are going to bring a tenth to support you. Uh, I, have been, I have been to some very nice homes of pastors. I've been to some very bad homes of pastors. I have been where ministries have received a large amount of money in honorarium. I've been where ministries did not receive a large amount of money. I know people have questioned me about T.D. Jakes or Paula White, where they're living, what they're doing. And when you look at the Word of God, God singles out the ministry of the minister and says, I want the brothers to, to, to sow into them every single week, every single month, substantiate them. And let me show you what God did. Uh, Jacob had 11 sons. So if every son brought a tenth, how many tenths would that be? 11 tenths. One more than everybody else. And that's the honor and that's the respect that God has for ministry. So anytime someone says, of course, I drive a 99 Suburban that's 323,000 miles on it, a 2002 Lexus that has 240,000 miles on it. I don't know what the Camry has, but uh, it has over, over 100,000. So nobody can point their finger at me and say, well, he drives a Bentley. I hate Bentleys. Well, he drives a Rolls Royce. I hate Rolls Royce. Now they say he drives a 55 Chevy. That's kind of more in my, in my, in my neighborhood. I've been living in the same home for 32, 32 years, the same home. I've added on all I can add. I've decorated all I can decorate. Don't buy me a painting for Christmas. Don't give me, some, don't give me a knickknack. I don't need any more knickknacks. I don't need more paintings. I like my house just the way it is, and I don't have room for another bush, another tree. If you've been to my house, you will know. It. So, so I don't live in an elaborate mansion, but if I did and someone pointed their finger, I would take them to the book of Numbers 8 and 12 where God said, I want the minister to have one portion more than everybody else. I give the Lord a hand clap of appreciation for taking care of his ministers. Notice, if you will, 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, I want to go to verse 7, talking about gifts. I'm almost done. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given, look at somebody say given, to profit with all. So God gives us a gift so that all of us would be blessed. And then God begins to share the gifts that he has given. If you'll notice and look at them very quickly, verse 8, for one is given the word of knowledge, uh, Linda, did you have a word of knowledge today for someone? Did you share a couple? Did you share a word of knowledge with anybody? God uses Linda. How many have ever received a word of knowledge from Linda? Uh, God uses Linda. Linda operates in that gift, the word of knowledge. And then there is the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, working of miracles, divers tongues, interpretation of tongues. There are nine gifts that God has in the body that he wants to give you. And the Bible says to seek out the best gift. So I'm putting you on notice today that there's some things that God wants to do through you. There's some impartation, some gifting that God wants to give you, that God wants to help you grow. And I think it's time that we get just a tiny bit selfish. Is that okay? And we begin to ask God for the best gift. Uh, last week, uh, Gene prayed for several, and two, two were touched, Gene, right there on the spot. Two were touched right there on the spot. But God is using Gene in the gift of miracles, the gift of healing. Those are, those are gifts that God imparts. 
and God is no respecter of person. God's not going to give Gene something that he doesn't give Pastor Todd something or Jackie something or Pastor Terry something. So we are all candidates for what God has for us, but I don't believe that we're going to get it unless we go after it. Say that with me. We're not going to get it until we go after it. I'm going to pray this week that your devotion and your reflection would be, Lord, what gifts of the ministry that I do I need to be operating in that I'm not operating in? And let me begin to seek out those gifts, learn those gifts, pursue those gifts, and get around somebody that has those gifts. Let me tell you something. Robert, I have learned when we have a guest and they start ministering, the, the depth of their ministry pulls on the depth of my ministry. And what happens, I don't, I don't know how many remember, but several weeks after Billy Burke was here, we had several confirmed miracles. The week, the week after he was here, it seemed like everyone that came to this pulpit was operating in that gift of healing. It stirs up stuff that's on the inside of you that you don't even know that is there. It stirs up, it stirs up the, the desire to, to operate in all the gifts and all the fruits that God has, eight fruits and nine gifts. So this week, your homework is to begin to ask God, what gift can I be operating in? And let me start practicing on someone. How's that? We come to the house of God to practice. Listen, if you're sick and we pray for you and you don't get any better, what do we lose? But if you're sick and we pray for you and you get better, what do we gain? If you feel like there's some kind of curse or some kind of negative over your finances and we start praying for your checkbook and pray for your income and nothing happens, what do we lose? Nothing. But what if we pray and we begin to agree and God gives you a job giving you twice what you're making now? Do I have a friend in the house? Hello. Money answereth all things. That's the ministry of helps that God gives us. There's one, there's one passage of Scripture that says God gives us the, the prophet, the evangelist. Do all prophesy? Do evangelist? No. No, God didn't call everyone in this house to be an apostle or there'd be confusion. God had called everyone in this house to be a prophet or there'd be confusion. God had called everyone's house to be an evangelist. There would be confusion. But there are people in my life that they get people saved. That's their gift. That's their, you can't be around them. They're, they're, there's a, there's a, I met with uh, one of the jail guys. They had 11 decisions for Christ last week in the jail because the guy going, he believes in, in, in people getting saved. And so he'll preach, give an altar call. They pray. They get saved. I got a text from Karen Parker today that two girls in the jail is communicating with her. They want to give their heart to the Lord, and we're going to try to get them in harvest just when they, when they graduate. Because you know what? Jail can be a graduation. You learn something there you may not have learned anywhere else. Now, let me make it clear. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to learn anything in jail. I think the Lord can teach me by, by ministering to convicts. Hello, I can learn from them. Right, Robert? I don't, I don't want to in-depth. I don't want a behind-the-walls ministry. That's not where I want to go. But God, God can put that in your heart and your spirit. Father, we ask you this morning that you would just stir up a taste, a tiny, a tiny bit of jealousy that we see gifts and, and, and fruits ministering and we'd say, why not me? Let us begin to pursue that the same way a hunter would pursue a trophy, a fisherman would pursue a bass with intensity and encouragement and excitement. Put that same intensity in our heart to pursue after the things that you've called us into, the things that you have for us that we haven't even yet realized. May we at least double the talents you've given us, maybe even triple those talents, 
trust us. You can trust us with gifts. We will be responsible. We will use them for the kingdom. We'll use them for good things. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And they all said, amen. Pastor Todd, come on. I did it. Look, 11 minutes. I'm just going to obey the Holy Spirit. Um, and I, whoa, I felt his presence the whole time. First and foremost, I want to say this was right on. This morning, I, okay, Lord, what are we going to what are we going to read? And I felt he said James. And then I got to the part, and I've been reading the Revised Standard Version, and it talks about gifts. And in the original Greek and all this kind of stuff, it says good endowments from on high or, or something like that. So when pastor starts preaching, I'm like, whoa, you know. Okay, here's the part where I'm following the Holy Spirit. Pardon me for just a minute. See, I knew when my pastor had $20 out, he meant the first person to come and get it could have it. Because when he says that, he means it. And when God says he has good things, kids, you pay attention. When God says he has good things, he means it. He has great things. The first child who runs up here gets this $20 bill. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Todd. Now we're going to take up an offering and get that $20 back. He is a good God, and he's good to us. And I know that when we go to a restaurant and eat, we're fed, we enjoy it, we pay for it. But every once in a while, that waitress just really did something extra special, so we leave a tip. That's what an offering is. Uh, just a little bit of, of trivia just for you. When God set up Moses, when they, when they came out of the wilderness, when God set that up, God set up in the book of Leviticus. Are you ready for this? There were seven feasts. There were seven.